0: Here's the quickest way to build rapport with cold leads fast to build your email list and to close deals. Wanna know what it is? It's webinars. And that's what I'm gonna talk about today with my guest today. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who wanna unlock their core stories and user stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday, hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Alright, so my guest today is Anna Oshirov and she helps visionary leaders go from unknown to industry influencers using the power of live events. Today, we're going to talk about how to plan, promote and present your next successful webinar. I'm super excited because live events or live online events are probably one of the quickest ways that you can build rapport very, very quickly, which makes it a lot easier to close deals. So, we're going to talk about all the nuts and bolts about... Planning, promoting, and presenting your next webinar. Hope you enjoy my conversation today with Anna. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. My name is Jules Dan, and I'm joined by Anna Oshirov, the eventologist. We're going to be talking about something we haven't covered on the podcast at all, and it's about webinars. I'm super excited. Anna, thanks a lot for coming onto the show today.
1: Thanks for having me, Julian. It's really lovely to be here.
0: Awesome stuff. Hey, um, I was wondering if you could give my audience a bit of, a bit about your backstory, a bit about your background, and what are you focusing on right now today in your business?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, my background, So, to do a very long story short, I was born in uh, the USSR, came to Australia, studied uh, primary school, high school, communications at university. I've been working in marketing and comms for the last 14 years or so, working with business owners, and then... When I started working for myself, I shifted into opening up the Holistic Business Hub, which was a business event venue where I was teaching marketing and very quickly realized that people who run events have no idea how to market their events. And so I took all of that knowledge and um, I guess value from the marketing comms space and really shifted into teaching people how to plan, promote, present events. Workshops, Mm -hmm. um, online, offline, seminars, conferences, product launches, but really identifying how to implement an event marketing platform or an event marketing strategy into their businesses because we all know that it's easier to do one-to-many than one-to-one. And Mm -hmm. then the lovely COVID came along and I closed the venue, but I really realized there's still people out there who needed to learn from me on how to promote their um, products and services and so Mm. shifted to teaching people how to plan, promote, present their own webinars.
0: Interesting stuff. So Mm. I definitely want to talk about, so so that was the main pivot that you're mainly focusing on right now because in Melbourne, you know, we're we're opening up a little bit now and so are you still sort of focusing on webinars and in person or is webinars the main thing?
1: Look, I'm still teaching people how to do webinars. That is my main thing from Uh, perspective of Mm -hmm. the coaching and training i do work with people on live and hybrid events so i'm actually we're launching a um startup tomorrow evening at the park hyatt and that is going to be a hybrid event so it's going to be both online and in person but no there's a recent study by Eventbrite that was done and 71 percent of participants stated that even once the covid restrictions are lifted Mm. or lifting as they are right now people will still attend online events, which is where webinars fall into. So I really feel like there is an opportunity for real connection globally when it comes to running uh, an online event such as a webinar versus an in-person.
0: Absolutely. um, Personally, I I don't go on webinars, but I know they're a huge thing and a massive opportunity to learn. Um, So if someone might be planning to do their own webinar, you mentioned plan, promote, present, Um, what might be those first few steps to plan a successful webinar?
1: That's a really valid question. So if we're looking at planning, there's a number of um, things that we need to look at. So first we need to look at your audience. So understand who they are, where they are, Mm -hmm. what we'd like to teach them, really understand your content. And a lot of the people I work with already know this, right? So if we've we've been in business for a while, we have quite a clear understanding, ideally of, who our audience is and where we can find them, what it is that we um, teach, train, consult, and how to do that. So yep. then we really start to look at well, how do we plan an online event, aka webinar, and really work with using the tools, tech, and integrations we already know how to use. So I really focus on utilizing Zoom, which is what we are on right now, because yep. most people know how to use Zoom and it's a great platform to be able to connect. We look at a ticketing platform, so things like um, Eventbrite is really great, it integrates into Zoom, and then our social media to be able to do our promotion. So really being able to first of all plan our logistics, so our date, our time, our platforms. And then once we've identified that we can then look at our content and really start to look at a schedule of how we're going to implement webinars into our business model. Because at the end of the day, one webinar isn't going to cut it. It's just like saying I'm going to send out one email and hopefully everybody's yeah. going to jump on board and I'm never going to do another one. So just like we're planning to do an email marketing strategy, we plan to do a webinar marketing strategy and then you know, plan ongoing events so we can uh, continue to learn and grow and build our audience.
0: Yeah. It's a really good point. And I I wanted to touch on planning first. And obviously it's the first thing of, of your framework, because if if I've always found when I'm writing emails and you don't have an outline, it's just, it's never a good idea. You're not as productive. You get a bit overwhelmed. Mm. Where do I start? I'm sure you could relate with planning a webinar and and you said um, you want to be planning the tech. Who is the audience? That that's key because who's the audience means we can write those social media posts with, clarity and you know targeting those pain points and and then like you said it touches on to then the promotion side how you're going to actually get people onto the webinar how do you remind them and Mm. you talked about um using different email marketing strategies i was curious to hear um what you guys do to help promote and bring people onto the webinar
1: yeah that's a really good question so essentially we look at um looking at your email marketing strategy we look Mm. at a social media marketing strategy and then we look at a uh, one-on-one connections on so messenger messages follow-up marketing strategy so when we're looking at our email marketing there's basically three types of email sequences that we uh, encourage people to create so our first one is our lead gen email sequence so this is where we bring people to make a purchase decision and you know looking at specifically your initial email which would be an invitation email where we literally just send out an email to our audience letting them know that the event is happening, a bit about Mm -hmm. the event and an opportunity to register. Then we send out an email that is going to be more around the problems and the pain points. So this is an email that's going to uh, connect with our audience to showcase that we understand them. Then we talk about sending through an authority email, which is an email that really positions us as the best person to deliver that webinar. And then... We have a reminder email. So these are sort of four emails that I recommend mm. that we start off with. So that is your invitation, your engagement, which is the pain and problem. It is your authority email, which talks about why you're the best person for this uh, job. Why are the best yep. person to deliver, yep. which is always the hardest one to write for most people because we yep. don't like to talk about ourselves. We really don't. And I actually recommend for people that struggle to go and ask somebody who's their business buddy, what are my strengths? And um, really write that down because people usually will say really nice things about us, um, which we tend to want to um, negate, Mm -hmm. but they're always right. So let's just, you know, own our authority. And then that reminder email to, again, remind people that the webinar is coming up, but they haven't registered yet. So that's our lead gen email sequence. And then I talk about a nurture email sequence, especially if it is a free webinar. So if we're looking to Mm -hmm. do our webinar as a free event, that's going to be our database building It's going to be positioning us as an expert building our brand awareness. If we're looking at that free lead gen style webinar, then we need to have a very solid nurturing sequence for our audience because they've made the registration decision, but they haven't got any skin in the game. So this is where we really need to make sure that we nurture those people. So we have a, obviously an instant email to let them know that they're registered. Thank you so much. Um, here's your ticket. And then we usually send out some form of email that is going to provide them with greater value. So whether you've got a workbook or whether you've got um, some questions that you might want your audience to think about or whether we've got um, a poll or a questionnaire So something that's going to start to connect with them. I ideally uh, encourage people to send out again, a minimum of four nurture emails. So one being the instant email that lets people know that they're registered. One that's going to give them a workbook or some description. One that is sort of a day before getting them excited about the fact that it's coming up. And then one that's about two hours before to really just get people to jump on. So really building that anticipation to yep. get people excited that their webinar is actually coming up. So that's a nurture email sequence. And then we have a follow-up sequence, which a lot of people forget to do.
0: The is, sorry to interrupt, but the, the my listeners here, like follow along with Anna here because the follow-up is is so crucial. Uh, it's where a lot of the the bookings, the sales and everything else, all your hard effort, don't waste it now. Mm. It's in the follow-up. All right, I pre the hell out of it, so go for it. No,
1: that's great. So there's really... I recommend a minimum of two emails that go out in the follow-up. So one email goes to your attendees, the people that did come along. we thank them for coming along and we remind them of what the next steps are. So you put your call to action in there. And then your other email is for your absentees. So people that did not come because they are your great warm audience for your next webinar. So with your absentees, we, you know, let them know that we miss them. We let them know that we understand sometimes life gets in the way and then send them a link to the next uh, webinar. And it's really interesting what you say with follow-up. You're right. If we don't follow up, 80% of that business is left in the room. But when it comes to our events and our sales, the moment somebody leaves your event, so whether that is a webinar or it is a live in-person event and you're trying to make a sale, the moment that person walks out, their chances of making a purchase reduce by about 60%. And so, what that means is we have to be very good at converting people in the room.
0: Yeah. And that, and that, I guess that comes down to the presenting. Um, But this, I just want to backtrack a little bit. So, this is a lead gen webinar, right? This isn't like the one we're talking about right here is a lead gen. So, they're a cold audience. It's not necessarily like, a warm up for say like something I do with some of my clients is that we'll do a warm up sequence right before a webinar, I get them super excited, not really quite tell them what it is, but there's a webinar they can register for and they can't buy anything, and then drop an offer. But this is more sort of say like, you know, you want to build your email list, you want to grow your contacts, and yeah, yeah. So there's three build.
1: there's three types of webinars that I talk about. Yep. So we have our lead gen webinar, so that is where. Um, And it's really driven by um, the purpose and the audience brings the outcome. So with our lead gen webinar, what we're trying to usually achieve is we want to build our database, increase our brand awareness. The purpose of it is to really position us as an expert. Mm. So then the outcome is really around database building, right? Then you've got your uh, nurture webinar. So this is where we actually nurture people through our sales funnel. It's usually with a warmer audience, people that have some idea of who you are, and at the end of that, we will usually sell something that is a bigger ticket item. And so, within that webinar, the um, approach to that is really to um, engagement and accountability. So, really keep people engaged with our lead with our lead gen email. We're really sorry, lead gen webinar. Yeah. What we're really looking to do is we want to um, excite, and we want to um, really build give them. Excitement and not too much information. So we don't want to overwhelm. So this is where we really build that excitement. And then in our nurture webinar, we build our engagement and we build our accountability. And then you've got your uh, webinars for your clients. So these are people that are already your customers where we give value Mm. back to them. And so this is where we can have a lot of information. This is where we've got an audience that is already engaged and we're just continuing to um, keep those customers engaged or re-engaging people that might have lapsed by providing them great value and providing them great content
0: yeah absolutely um i know we've got a limited amount of time so i think i want to focus more on the, the promotion of getting people in yeah. uh, maybe we can do part two on what's to totally actually on the webinar but i'm curious to know when it, when it comes so we've got the emails down pat yeah. now i see a lot of people posting about webinars on on linkedin on social media i would imagine that there are some there's a lot of situations where people get on a webinar for the first one two three four weeks and they get a very small amount of people on those webinars here's the golden question how do we get more people onto those webinars
1: (laughs) uh look there's there's a number of ways that we're able to increase the audience so number one you can advertise So if you would like to, if you've got money to throw at the situation, great. If you don't, it's really around building your organic following and being able to be very valuable um, organically across multiple platforms. So the strategy that I implement isn't just about posting about the webinar, but really being able to build your own personal brand across, uh, primarily across LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram, but really utilizing Uh, other people's groups and followers so this is where we start to build our value into other people's Facebook groups build our value into other people's LinkedIn groups and really look at creating content that's not just about the webinar or about ourselves but really looking at you know there's five types of social media posts that I recommend people post so we've got one that is about the event specifically which is a promo post we've got one that's about the speaker whether that's yourself or somebody else Mm -hmm. that sort of builds that authority then we've got a tactics and tips style post where we really start to just share and see value and talk about what it is that we are really good at I like to encourage people to have a um, mistakes post so these are things not to do that we're able to teach and then have a quote and that quote can be either a quote of your own or that can be a quote from somebody who is valuable to your ideal audience and that's really important a quote that's from somebody that's valuable to your ideal audience because that way we can get people to like and to share those are the um the posts that people usually engage with so really being able to then build our own um expertise by positioning ourselves as the expert in our field and then really being able to connect and so at the very start when we are talking about our webinars. Firstly, i find that when it's a new topic and you've identified your audience really well and you've nailed the description, mm-hmm. at the start, we actually get a lot of engagement. So webinar one and two are usually practice webinars. Three, four, five, six, seven, I find, are your main yeah. um, we webinars that grow. And then what ends up happening is you get saturate, like too much saturation, so you kind of need to shift things a little bit to start to... Re engage with the same, with a similar audience, but so people stop um, wearing blinkers to your yeah. um, marketing material. So,
0: so, does that mean that you said those practice ones, one and two, you know, maybe you should go create those social media posts yourself just until you get used to it. Then, when you get sort of the rhythm, you understand, you maybe got some questions and feedbacks from those webinars. That's when it's a good time to then ask people in those groups that you've, you know, you've contributed to or ask other networks. Hey, premise to your audience. That way it's not a, a complete, you know, all right, let's 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 see what happens. my first ever webinar, go.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, again, there's a number of, so again, recommendations on your team and your audience within your webinar. You should have three people or three mm-hmm. types of people as part of your webinar. So number one would be the tech. So these people are your team. They're the people that can help you with the chat because we're talking, you know, it's very different to present an online event versus an in-person event there's a lot more that needs to be handled you know if we're using technology we need to be able to chat to people we need to be able to have music on there we need to be able to um maybe launch a poll there might be some conversations that need to be had there might be some management on checking people in and out so we really need to have somebody who is a team member that's going to be there that's going to Help us roll this out so we can really focus on delivery and being with our audience. And if you don't have a team, find a volunteer, find a good friend, ask somebody to help. People will help you as long as we uh, have the confidence to ask for it. So that's our tech. Then we need to have the lover. So these are the people who are our support people. They're not our ideal client. They're not the people that are ready to buy but they are the person that's going to shine the light on you. They're going to be the person that's going to be in the room, that's going to be supportive, that's going to smile, that's going to really help you feel comfortable. Yep. And in our first few webinars, those are the best people to have in the room in the virtual room mm. with us because they help us be more confident. There is less um, there's less pressure on us to sell. And we're able to really practice our content effectively. And those people will be able to give us really good feedback, right? So they're your supporters. And then you've got your ideal audience. So these people are what I call the money. They're the people that are actually your ideal audience who money. are in the room. They will buy. So we've got the tech, the lover, and the money. <laughs> they're your sort of three um, audience types or participants yep. that um, we encourage people to have in their webinars. And so, what we've seen happen, and this happens in both in-person live events and also in-person online events, is that our first few, we will usually have more of the supporters and less of our ideal clients. So event one will be you know, 80% supporters, 20% of clients, and then that sort of ratio will start to shift. And so what that does for us is it enables us to learn, to practice, and to get better at our pitch at our sale, at our content.
0: Absolutely. And then
1: as, you know, event three, four, five rolls around, we have a higher percentage of those ideal clients. We're better at uh, our pitch, at our content, and we really have a solid, a lot more solid platform, or a much more solid platform to be able to deliver our value from and then be able to really support our clients and turn them into prospects to clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is like a mini masterclass today. We've we've, we've covered plan, promote, present. We've talked we talked about the email sequences before, during and after. And we've talked about the three types of people, the tech, the lover and the money. I want to ask a little bit about you now, Anna. Um, um what do you want to go in the next 6 months? Like what's a, what's your big vision and you feel free to just talk about revenue on this show as well if you if that makes you comfortable.
1: Ah, look, no, my, my big vision at the moment so we have actually been developing a online platform called Flint. Flint is a platform that supports you to build your reputation and revenue online. It essentially creates um, marketing automation across email and social media through one content form that turns into automatically repurposes to Mm -hmm. email, to social media and tracks and measures everything. So essentially over the last three years I've been working with people and providing them with how to promote their online events literally handing over a checklist uh, like a four-week checklist this is yep. how you create your content this is where you put your content this is how you repurpose your content across email and social and time and time again people don't do it because they feel overwhelmed and so you know, my thoughts were always there needs to be a digital way, an AI to be able to do this. And so we've built it. Um, We are just in the process of our beta testing. And so I just, I really need to, we need to launch this into marketplace because it's going to be game changing for those people that, um, let's just say at the moment do nothing on social media because the idea of sitting there and writing an email and then writing posts and then scheduling those posts and then designing those posts just
0: Takes a starts lot.
1: to get. Yeah. And so Flint really does that for you. We you can take one piece of content and yeah. it will automatically create the email. It will automatically create your social media images, your social media content. It will automatically schedule it. Mm-hmm. And then it will put it out into the land of
0: social media online.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really, really excited to launch flint and then continue to deliver the training that i've been delivering across marketing and events under the umbrella of um, flint and really be able to put it together as a product that's going to bring value and build people's reputation and revenue so they can continue to make a difference in the lives of others
0: that's really interesting i love to hear the stories once more come out because this is the storytelling secrets podcast curious to know as well you know what might be that scary thing that you're, you're working towards that goal that you you need you need to focus on in order to to complete this goal in that in those six months.
1: Yeah, that's a good question as well. Um, I think the scariest part for me has been having to build a team around myself and really learn how to lead, uh, how to lead rather than do. You know, as a solopreneur, which I've been working for myself for the last four years, very mm. much hands-on. And although I do have um, you know, a VA and I've got some contractors that I work with to support my work and some salespeople to build Flint. We've set it up as a startup. So it's a company, I'm, I'm the CEO of the company. I've had to really learn how to um, lead teams, be able to really create the vision. And then I guess moving forward, that for me is a little bit scary as the teams grow, um, really being able to step into that leadership role to continue to build the vision and um build the team and empower investment Mm. and yeah so those things for me are scary well thanks thanks
0: for sharing that because i know there'll be a lot of people listening who would who who are in that solopreneur position and probably thinking about scaling and inevitably you have to take on those other responsibilities so Mm. thanks for sharing that those that last few things and it's been really good to talk with you. We wanted to keep this short, sharp and sweet. Where's the best place for my audience to find you to look up online uh, and all the good stuff. Go for it.
1: Annaosheroff.com. Oh, that was easy. (laughs) Yeah. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and on Facebook again, just under my name. But if you just head to Annaosheroff.com, you'll be able to find a way to be able to find all of our courses, to be able to find all of um, the consulting that's available and to be able to yeah, and I don't know when 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 this is launched, but I do run a webinar basics to business online masterclass. So if you want and webinar training, then that is a very good place to
0: start. Well, when I go edit this and I correspond back with you, Anna, um, I'll make sure I'll keep a relevant webinar little highlight reel at the end there. So if people want to go check out something Perfect. for free from yours and learn more, then they'll have that. Thanks a lot for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today, Anna.
1: Thanks so much, Julian. It's been great.
0: All right, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Anna runs a webinar called How to Leverage Webinars for Your Brand and Business Growth. So I'm going to leave that in the link in the show notes. So it's a live class, so you can go there, ask questions. And uh, yeah, other than that, thank you for listening to Storytelling Secrets. If you enjoyed the show, go tell people about it. So appreciate it when you guys leave reviews, when you tell your friends about it, when you subscribe. All those things help the message get out to more people. Even even if you just did one person, I'd be so grateful. Any other than that, any other than that, thank you for listening to the show. My name is Jules Dan, and I'll see you on Monday for the solo show. Bye.